The next question will be, what about your clients? What's your vision for those that you serve? And I'll ask you about the worst experience in business you've ever had and the best experience. Um, so that way your mm -hmm. brain can start thinking through what those are. Yeah. Um, and yeah some absolutely. fun stories. So any questions for me? No, I, I think this will be fun. Uh, and looking forward to just chatting away with you. Dude, all right. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome in to Vision Pros Live. I'm your host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. And I'm excited to have Henry Wong on the show today. He is a brand strategist. We're going to get to his story in just a minute. If you are interested in branding, writing, design, creative, uh, what a creative director does. Uh, I love that on his LinkedIn, by the way, he's got a blank image. It's almost blank. And it says, insert logo here. Um, I thought that was a really brilliant move. Uh, to, to help people understand you you need to be branding what you do. Um, I don't think that was on accident anyway. I'll ask him about that later. But without further ado, our sponsors, um, I want to give a shout out to Capshow. Capshow.com, C-A-P-S-H-O, right here. Uh, that is the secret solution that we use to produce our content for Vision Pros Live. What we do is we upload our episode to that system and it produces through AI, it's the number one ranked AI technology for podcast production, and it produces LinkedIn articles, blog posts, the show descriptions, the show notes, what you need to put on YouTube, what you need to put on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, it also does uh, these cool little sound bites where it will actually pull sound bites from the show and organize them based on the type of sound bite that you want. So like if I want a promotional sound bite, I can just click the button for that and it will give me options for promotional sound bites. If I want a sound bite for educational purposes, the AI will look through our content and say, oh, wow, okay, here's a set, here's a segment where Jackson is teaching and where Henry's teaching and you know we should pull this out. I don't know how it works. I just know these AIs are getting better and better what they do and it saves my team so much time with creating a professional page for all of our episodes. So Capshow is one of our secret weapons. Uh, my biggest favorite thing about it is actually not the technology itself. Technology is kind of cool, but what's really cool is when a technology company has an amazing culture. And so what really set me off was when they hit their one year anniversary, they actually sent to me a package with a decal that I put on my guitar um, and a memo about how happy they were that we were a customer, right? You know, you think it's kind of generic, but they went and reviewed my show. They went and gave me a five-star review on my show and for all of their clients. I thought that was amazing. And then we started getting involved in their community and they got a great community culture. You're welcome to showcase that, Jaime, by the way, um, you know, to uh, to help people understand why I'm just so amped up about this. And it was Chris Crowndon, I think his last name is. Chris is this genius podcaster that ran this 12-hour event. And in the 12-hour event, honestly, I only had five minutes to sneak in. I snuck in for five minutes. It happened to be Deidre, the founder of Capture, talking at the time. And I just I sent a little memo. Hey, I'd love to catch up with you guys sometimes. They didn't have the time for it. She's got a busy, a big company to run. We ended up meeting at Kajabi's conference by chance, sitting next to each other two days before we had a virtual appointment. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And my team at that point started to dive into the system, look at it. And we've seen the support they give to people. We've seen how much the Capshovians, as they call themselves, love the system. And by the way, we love the system too. 
they did launch their their affiliate program and full disclaimer. And we will, of course, provide our link for that. They launched it yesterday. So if you have never seen Capshow and used it, they do have a free trial. You can upload a couple of episodes on there. What I recommend is just upload the episodes and then click, 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 click. Trust the system to create your content. And just like any anybody who writes for you for the first time, you're going to go back and see that there's little edits and tweaks that you need to make. But the creation process, the development process, it is wiped out. And so I highly recommend uh, checking out Capshow. Now, the other sponsor to mention is IconMakerLive.com. Um, we don't have our affiliate link, and that's okay. We're just excited to be supporting their event. Um, we're actually working on their new pages right now with them. Um, and I'm going to be going to the conference in Charleston, South Carolina as well. Um, they have a super VIP program where 20 people are going to come out to that event. And they have a VIP program and a general mission program for the four-day event where you get to go online uh, to this virtual event in Zoom and learn about how to launch a successful podcast um, and how to make sure that you launch a seven-figure podcast. Bold claim. Um, I'm excited to see what your assessments are of that. But if you've ever been interested in the world of podcasting and you want to learn from some great executives, I can say that Tom Madsen, um, I put him through a ring of fire the other morning when we were talking about this because I have come across him in the past and I've seen him work with great people and I never had the chance to sit down with him. And I knew that there's, you know, I'm either dealing with a super pretender or a super contender. And that's how I look at all situations in life when I'm meeting executives. And Tom passed with flying colors. It was an awesome opportunity. I can see why he's run more than 80 businesses in his tenured life. And the wisdom that comes from that uh, is something that I do not take for granted. And then of course, Cheryl, who we hosted on the show. Um, she's the one who is the founder, uh, core founder, there's four of them, and the CEO of Icon Maker Live. They have great plans for that. So definitely see what's going on with that event. Um, see what what see if it's an event that makes sense for you. They've got the bullet points laid out. Um, and and I'm pretty excited about the page. If you notice any mistakes, let me know because I actually uh, finished the copy on it and I need to make sure that all my mistakes are worked out. So with that said, uh, I can't wait to bring Henry on now and talk to him about all that he's doing in the world of of brand strategy. So Henry, thank you so much for being here today. We're excited to have you on the show and can't wait to hear about your vision. Welcome. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Jackson. Yeah, man, absolutely. So, uh, you know, from brand strategy, talker director, there's something really uh, interesting about your background that struck me. And you said that you grew up in the back of Chinese restaurants or a Chinese restaurant and you'd entertain your customers uh, in the front of house with stories, little jokes and big fish tales. Um, and I can understand how a brand strategist and creative mind developed out of that out of that process at such a young age um tell us about that experience what what uh do you have a big tell you wanted to tell or a big fish no. tail or something? <laughs> uh, maybe a big uh, chop suey dish uh, of some sort so oh yeah 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 like many uh immigrants who come to the country um you know you you have a, a very uh maybe smaller community closed community i i grew up in the back of a chinese restaurant uh, as you said and uh i i had no idea there was another language other than Chinese until I hit kindergarten. But once I began going to school, I, I uh, began communicating with everybody. It became my principal language. And I'm far more North American than I am uh, Chinese. I grew up with backyard hockey, you know, driveway, basketball, and all of that. Uh, but 
through the, the process, I uh, was, as I became um, proficient in English, my parents put me at front of house. So I became that little kid behind the counter, no more than 11, serving customers coffee, grabbing cigarettes from the, uh, the back shelf, counting change backwards. But I, I learned to connect with them and I learned to talk and storytell because I, I figured out that if I could storytell, they would actually leave me a decent tip uh, on the counter. And that became my, my thing uh, as I grew older. And I never realized that how this all connected till later on as I got into advertising and branding that storytelling is a key part of, uh, as you know, uh, building a brand. And that all related back to the skills I picked up just by standing there and performing. I was very much like that short round ca character out of Indiana Jones who just sort of fast talked and got <laughs> the people into uh, all, all sorts of laughter. And the more I made them laugh, the more I, uh, there used to be coins that would be left on the counter. I thought, oh, I could actually make money doing this. <laughs> so Dude, so there is really, so much wisdom in that. I mean, yeah. the, the, the year you've been practicing for years, how to assess your audience, how to perceive what will make those individuals laugh. Uh, in order to drive a return on investment, like you got to be a gold. You know, I, I I will tell you. I mean, by the time I hit uh, grade six, I, I was pretty much the class clown, always commenting on the on the teachers' uh, lessons and that. And I think that's what probably threw me for uh, a little bit of a loop because he called me out. He pulled me to the front of the uh, classroom and goes, okay, wise guy, you like talking? Go, go ahead and teach the rest of the class. And that's when I began fumbling and I had no words that would come out of my mouth. And I suddenly became very conscious of what I was saying. And that probably set me back probably two or three years where I became very, very shy and withdrawn. And you don't realize uh, how a setback could wow. uh, really throw you off. But I'm glad it didn't uh, progress into my adult years because then I was able to get my swagger back and I was able to talk uh, and storytell. But it's really about communication. And that's really, and if anything, that shyness forced me to communicate by writing. So I became a, a decently proficient writer. And that really led to my, my career in advertising. And, and the added part was just a way of uh, being able to sell the creative that I, I uh, worked on through the different agents. Ah, that's awesome. Uh oh, Henry cut out a little bit, but I think you, you ended that, that uh, segment of, of what you were talking about. And that's mm -hmm. that process of um, going through the trauma of somebody kind of shutting you down, putting you on the spot and then having to recover from it is something I'd love to key in on because everybody it doesn't matter if you're a super expert, you got baggage, brother. Um, you know, sister, you got, you got stuff in your mind that can hold, that's holding you back from different opportunities. It's important to learn how to address and extract those things, whether it's something that is from your super past or something recent. So I'm curious, do you know what you did or what changed in your mind to recover uh, quickly at a young age, because that would be that would be powerful to to hear the example. You got shut down. What did you do to open back up? You know, I, I think it often uh, comes from reinforcement from other people. We as human beings often look for that affirmation from uh, our, our fellow colleagues or, you know, family love you no matter what. But there's something about a, a third party, as you know, someone who can reaffirm what you can, can do. And, and you realize um, part of it is self-delusion <laughs> and part of it is uh, uh, that affirmation from, from people. So when you start 
getting accolades, when people start commenting on the way you do things in a positive way, you, you really have to accept it and accept it with a certain amount of grace and understanding because many of us uh, who tend to be maybe uh, introverted or a little bit shyer, they go, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not that way. As an Asian um, a Canadian and American, I, I grew up with that very sort of humble outlook that my parents instilled in me. And that can be not a, not a dangerous thing, but it can quite affect you if you think about it, uh, because if you're uh, complimented or you achieve a certain amount, and if it's not good enough, it's, it often can set you back. What you're looking for is really, these are just part of the steps of my growth. And as I achieve uh, the next sort of rung, as I you know uh, get published uh, in a local uh, literary magazine, that's a win. As I get my first job, that's a win. And as we go through business, as you can imagine, those little wins mount up and it, it gives you that confidence. And I think that's what it was. I didn't look at it uh, eventually as a negative, but I looked at each as a progressive step towards hopefully the person I, I have uh, perhaps become today. Henry, you've, you've already inspired two fantastic um, truths for me that magnify my life. And I appreciate that. I'll share both of them right now because it, it wouldn't have come without you. Um, so one, you talked about that individual, somebody else being the catalyst, right? Through an affirmation, um, you know, an expression or compliment to you to help you get back out of that shell. I had the same exact experience. Um, when I was in kindergarten, uh, my kindergarten music teacher told me I wasn't allowed to sing in class because my voice was too low. Um, and I don't remember that. My mom says I came home devastated. She went to the, she's an, she's an angel and she went and tore this teacher apart. Apparently the only thing I do remember about the situation was the next day I came into class, uh, for music, probably a week later, there was this giant, huge black man with a low voice who stood next to me and like was singing with me. And I didn't know why I didn't, I didn't have any content. Well, at least I don't remember why, but I, I'm pretty sure like that experience occurred because of what my mom said to that lady now. But for years, I had no confidence whatsoever in singing. I was terrified uh, to sing or to do things in front of people where I was noticed. And I was in church singing a hymn, uh, you know, like under my breath sort of. And my friend's dad, we had just moved into the area. He turns to me and he goes, and you got a really good voice. And I I was like, you know, thanks. You know, like awkward, you know, mm -hmm. young preteen, you know, like, thanks. You know, I, I didn't say anything else. But my mind was fireworks. Like, it was like, oh, my gosh. Maybe I have a good voice. Maybe I could sing. Maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do that. Like, my brain was going nuts. My heart was elevated. Like, what? Like, I was, I didn't know I had that capacity. So my challenge to you, Vision Pros, you be the person. Right. If I am if I am my life, be that person to compliment others and lift them up, then I'm going to likely receive that um, in my life, too. The more you give, the more you get. So look for people in your life who you can compliment, because odds are they're not as aware of their strengths as they could be. That's the that's the first thing that you instilled in me. Henry, you have any further thoughts on that? You want to keep going on that subject? No, I, yeah, no, I, I love that uh, what we touched. And I think you're absolutely right because we, we can lift each other up uh, so much and it really doesn't take much. And it's not, you know, falsehoods or anything, but you, you do, you know, it's easy enough to focus on the negative, a little, maybe a little bit harder to focus on some of the uh, positives, but that those positives, uh, particularly within our peer groups and our, you know, the businesses that we run can, be so discouraging. Uh, it really helps to have that cheerleader uh, on the side. 
And uh, you, you touched on your, your mother actually going to bat for you. And I, I you know, I, I now that I think about it, my, my dad actually went to bat for me a, a number of times. He, the times I was bullied in the schoolyard, you know, he, we, you know, you could have just left it at that. Go, go back out there. But he, he went down to the school and said, you know, this is the environment that's being created for my son. You have to try to change it. And that's particularly, uh, that's you know, awesome. he wasn't. He wasn't a forceful person and he wasn't he didn't have high expectations he just needed to communicate these are the concerns and his sort of manner about him uh um and a quiet confidence uh really uh stuck with me and i you know as we you know delve into this i, I realized so much of the uh what the people around us uh, affect us in, in so many different ways and, and so look for the positive i think and then shed the negative <laughs> it seems simple mm -hmm. but maybe that's the, the way we need to look at things I love that. And and your dad showed what I would call the difference between strength and force, right? When, when somebody is strong and, and they exercise strength, they can do so with calm, like a lion um, that doesn't need to let his presence be known, um, you know, in, in front of the antelope, um, but, uh, you know, or the rest of the uh, kingdom that no hyena is going to attack a lion by itself. It, it knows it's strong versus force yeah. where somebody comes in and tries to make things happen much like a hyena tries to do. Um, you know, and, and dives in, um, there's, there's not a lot of strength with most opportunities, uh, where, where force is executed. The strength is usually missing. So, um, yeah, well, well done by your right. dad to, to have that. Uh, what's your vision, Henry, in 15 seconds, what's your personal vision? You know, it, it, it's quite simple. I, it's just, uh, simply to have a positive impact on the world. I love that. I love it. I think you're sticking to the 15 seconds. Uh, I'd love for you to expand that too, though, now. So now what it has positive impact on the world and how do you want to accomplish that um, in your life? We'll talk about those you serve after. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, what what do you see for yourself 5, 10, 15 years down the road? You know, just uh, again, doing a lot of the same that I'm doing now, impacting businesses, sharing knowledge, however I, I can. Years ago, I, I remember interviewing someone for uh, one, uh, my uh, first book uh, amongst entrepreneurs, and he had, was really quite proud of himself because he had moved from just being a doer and a manager to now a manager of inspiration. And I thought, what a wonderful job title to have. And I'd love to be able to continue this on, on in my life. You know, you learn a lot. Uh, you made a lot of mistakes. If I can help people with some of that knowledge or inspiration and be that manager of inspiration, I, I think that's a, it's a terrific way to spend the next five, 10 years. You know? I love that. And so let's dive deeper into that. So what's your vision for those that you're serving? What is it you're hoping they achieve, accomplish, or redirect that to another outcome? Yeah, I mean, it does tie back to my own personal vision. So when I, um, uh, I think about seven years ago, uh, I was a partner in an ad agency. And unfortunately, my uh, partner, who was uh, a bit older, had passed away. And that allowed me to uh, do a little bit of reset and uh, re-examination of, of my life, you know, what, what he had uh, gone through. And so I, I started a new company, a new agency, and that's called View. Um, and my sole purpose, and, and it's really the mandate that I, I use, I only want to work with companies and clients who want to have a positive impact on the world. So that's informed uh, the type of business I've brought in, the type of clients I interact with, and even the, the people I, I bring on as uh, team members itself. It's been uh, just a wonderful ride. And just that little bit of reset and understanding how your personal vision can affect your business vision can make things well. Because when the two 
don't reconcile, that's where the conflict happens and that's where that unhappiness happens. So I, I think I've been, you know, I'm super, super busy, but I haven't been happier than, than I have been in, in years. Wow. That's, uh, again, just another a deep set of wisdom of uh, making sure that your personal decisions, your business decisions, I know mm -hmm. it sounds simple um, that they that they correlate, but but without it, they're not going to reconcile. As you mentioned, um, there's going to be a dissonance that exists in life um, if you don't address that. So uh, go ahead. Do you have another thought? Henry? Yeah. Yeah. No, the biggest challenge often is, you know, many of us who particularly who run businesses or are work with an environment, you know, we're, we're, we're tied to obviously trying to make money. And that was always a concern. Well, what if we don't get the business we want? Or what if we don't, um, you know, uh, sustain this based on this sort of criteria? I actually found, and I don't know if it was luck or just the law of attraction, but it actually did the opposite, uh, which is I I have more business than I can uh, reasonably handle uh, at this point, just because of that, uh, because I'm so selective and I only focus on these types of companies. It, it's when your mission aligns with other people that they bring you on, not simply a, as a transaction, as a way to engage your services, but they truly see you as a partner in their business because you're, you believe in what they believe because you, you're, they're one and the same. And uh, from that, you're, you're really growing together. And I, I think that's been uh, a big um, learning uh, for me in terms of, I wish I, again, it goes back to, I wish I knew then what I knew now because it would have changed a lot of the way I, I did things. Absolutely. So let's talk about that for the the visionaries who are on the rise and life's getting busier because they're they're becoming uh, more of an in demand brand. Um, you mentioned uh, having the clients that, that you want to work with. You have this abundance about you. So the question that I think a lot of people who are, are struggling to get to that level would ask is, um, so then why do interviews? Right. Why? Why put your, I have my answers, but why why do interviews why seek more attention um and why why go out to the world to to speak um if you're at capacity as a business owner what are your thoughts on that yeah i, I mean my goal at, at this point isn't uh necessarily to bring on more business it's it's really to, an opportunity to, to share wisdom so during pandemic i had the opportunity because we were shut down in my city uh, so i spent every saturday morning uh, beginning to write a book um, and, and that uh, laid out the, a lot of the process I have and a lot of my philosophy for, for branding and particularly for uh, people brands. And uh, uh, at the end of the process, I ended up with a, a book that a publisher picked up and uh, now it's out in the world, which is uh, great, but it's a, it's a wonderful way again to share knowledge with people. Uh, the one thing I found with uh, many people coming to me was that my, my yeah, not that my fees are super expensive, but for a lot of uh, personal brands, it, it's not something they can normally uh, take on a, as an expense. So it, it's my way of sharing the knowledge and, and sort of a, a do-it-yourself uh, approach that they might be able to uh, take on. Uh, so I, mm -hmm. I think just going out in the world and um, perhaps being, I, I, I don't necessarily want to be a teacher per se, but being able to be simply a sharer of knowledge and ho hopefully helping people in that way will be uh, quite a, a, a you know wonderful benefit back to me. Awesome. I have a strange question for you. I've never asked anybody on this show um, <laughs> and I uh, just feel very inspired to ask you about yeah. it. So um, two questions back to back. What are the two to three top most important virtues to you, if you have them on hand? 
And what are the two to three most important feelings to you? Hmm. That's if really you interesting. To, you know, obviously they're yeah, all. Yeah, no, no, no. Right? They're all so, 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 first question: What are the uh, two or three uh, um, traits? I guess uh, to, to me, I, I think number one is compassion. It's so easy for many of us to um, be unforgiving or be angry at uh, a situation or at, at people. Um, much more difficult to uh, maybe put yourself in the, uh, the other person's shoes. So that that sense of compassion, I, I, I think, is really. Uh, one of the things that I, I've been working on, and I, I'd like to think that's what has informed the way uh, I, I run a, a business. Uh, so uh, I, I think the other side is to live life by example as best you can, and, and which is really my way of set, uh, hopefully setting an example. So the way I, the manner in which I manage, the way I conduct my business, hopefully will you know connect with with people that I work with that they they may in turn be able to do do the same. Amazing. Okay. And, and compassion. I, I don't think you can have compassion without love. Um, and, mm. and I love that, that you chose a word that, that dives into a very unique characteristic of love. Um, and what about on the feeling side, the things that, that you want to feel? Um, what are the two or three most important feelings for you? Uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, daily enthusiasm and uh, excitement and just um, uh, laughter along the way. You know, they, they say laughter is the best medicine. So if you can't laugh at yourself and you can't laugh at things that happen along the way or find the humor in things, then uh, uh, you can get into a very, very dark place. And uh, it's it's easy enough to default to that. But when you look for those opportunities to uh, smile at yourself or bring a smile to somebody else, it it, it just creates these one, and I, I don't know necessarily the science and the neurology behind it, but I do know there's a positive effect that uh, certainly uh, uh, comes from it. But, you know, you, you start the day with just, you know, look at, you know, every day is a reset if, if you think about it. Uh, so, yeah. you know, the day before could have been quite crappy and, uh, you know, didn't go your way. But, wow, it's like a game. I, I get to start a game the next day and maybe make things a little bit better. And, and that's a way to look at it uh, because the opposite can be quite debilitating, which is dread of looking forward to go, going to it. Right, right. No, exactly. Um, you know, and I think it's a, a four dimensional paradigm or, or beyond perhaps, but um, yeah. because that's one of the angle opposites. Um, and I need more Henry Wong in my life, to be honest with you. This is, <laughs> this is super awesome. I, I love the answers you have because um, I, I love that you chose the word enthusiasm because there's a very distinct meaning between enthusiasm and excitement. And it's cool that you chose excitement a second and laughter too, um, as, as part of that process. I'm by nature a healer. Um, like that's what I gravitate, a nurturer. Um, and mm -hmm. you know, my number one would be peace. Um, you know, peace followed by love. Um, but I, uh, I definitely, un I, I grew up kind of not with a whole lot of um, laughter, I guess you could say. Um, and so I've learned to rewire that over the last decade. Um, I've been working on that process of understanding, wow, okay, this is what happiness is. Um, and this is how it works. So, um, you know, you're like a superstar at something that I'm aspiring to accomplish. So let's, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to stay I in know, touch. I think in a lot of ways, you're, you're, you're I would say you're there, Jack. And you uh, just have this wonderful manner about you that just sets everybody at ease. And, and it's, it comes both from your voice, but, you know, there's a, a certain energy projection that you have, even though we're, you know, separated by, um, you know, 
on and you, you're, you're definitely someone, you know, we're in the same uh, city, we'd be hanging out and grabbing beers and, and coffee and just chatting about how to fix the world. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, I appreciate that, um, you know, and, and that's the goal, right? It's that uh, I love how you framed it too. the starting the game again the next day. Um, you know, that it's those little concepts that can shift how we perceive mm-hmm. an opportunity. So my, my fourth dimension, right, or my other dimension of starting is I, I have the same type of concept, but I've, I've usually started my day with like, I'm, I'm happy, I'm excited. And I shouldn't say, I'm, I, I have joy, I have peace, I'm ready to go. And I can't wait for the day. But I haven't looked at it from the perspective of a game. Right. And so adding that little chip to the equation mm-hmm. can make a world of a difference in how you perceive the opportunities in the world. Um, it's, it makes it a little bit more playful. Um, and so it's, yeah, just little golden nuggets, man. Um, I'm going to dive into a dark subject now. Um, something uh, <laughs> that just completely changes the tone. So what's your worst business experience ever, Henry? Uh, you know, I, I have to say it was probably during um, my time working for one of the big ad agencies. And uh, with global ad agencies, there you don't get to choose the clients that you have. Uh, they're part of a... Uh, worldwide alignment. Uh, so we had this one, and I won't mention names, of course, but sure. we had this one large client who was forced to work with us. They preferred to probably to work with another agency, but because it was alignment across the uh, the globe, uh, they had to work with us. So as a result of it, the client was just simply bullies. You know, they could yell at us. They could, uh, you know, expect, uh, you know, really unsavory things from us and uh, harass us. And we had to essentially take it because it was like a, a, a forced marriage. So yeah. I, I think, you know, uh, when you think of the corporate grind, that was a grind. But, you know, uh, rather than look at it and be stuck, it actually inspired me to realize and to work towards creating my own entity because then I could control the type of clients. And I think that was probably, again, more of a learning experience rather than a bad experience. So even though it was probably a super bad uh, work, uh, you know, uh, business experience, it did inspire me to really, I guess, go back to my uh, original mantra that I talked about, which is really only work with the clients that I want to only work with the ones that have a positive impact on the world. We can control our our destiny uh, as best we can. I'm not making, you know, in those first few years, I I probably nowhere did make the money that I made back in the big agency days. But that quickly corrected itself after some time. And it was just because I I was able to attract the type of clients and and still do the work that I wanted. Because it's, it's you know, in in business, when you uh, reach a certain level, you can be quite lucrative. But at the same time, you have to look at what you're, you're getting out of it as a result. So. Uh, as bad as it was, it was still a positive in, in, in that manner. It is mind blowing to me that three out of three times I've asked this question since I add to the list, every <laughs> single entrepreneur, their worst experience led to them starting their business. Um, it is an interesting trend that <laughs> just continues. So let's talk about your best experience. What is your best experience in business? Um I would say uh, a job that I wasn't uh, paid for, and it was um, the uh, national newspaper at the time uh, coming to me um, uh, because I I was getting fairly well known as a creative director and a a brand person. So they said, you know, we we have this homeless situation in the city. How would you 
advertise it or create awareness around it so people pay a, attention to it. Uh, so um, I said, give me, give me a week. And I began working with my uh, creative partner at the time. And we came up with this uh, uh, <laughs> quite, quite a, a unusual idea. And that was to photograph a homeless person and a rich person side by side. But we had them stripped naked. <laughs> and we ran this as a, a full page. Um, it was an editorial, but it was also an ad. Uh, and, and really the thought behind it was um, there, uh, the only difference between the rich man and the homeless person is your attitude towards them. Because stripped away, you had no perception of who they were. Uh, and, and that got all sorts of uh, accolades and uh, positive response. But the more important thing, it made me realize that, uh, you know, through the right messaging, through the right way in which I could express my skills, I could have a small impact on the way people could perceive things or the way we could alter uh, the way people look at things. Uh, so in, in that way, I, I think it really was my best business experience because it began leading me again to all the things that I'm doing now to ensure that I have impact on, on the things that we do. Wow. What a bold move. What a bold. <laughs> OK, so you took this move you, in. Did you have any trepidation about you when you were when you were thinking about the idea of presenting this? Was there anything that made you be like, "Oh my gosh, I don't know, they might fire me if I suggest this"? Or did you already have the boldness to know that like you you're good, you know, and and they were going to accept this process with flying colors? What what were some of your thought processes like when you realized you were going to ask them or suggest them, and you were going to make two individuals strip down buck naked? and and get photographed or did you do it before you asked what tell me tell me about this you know you know i i think uh in, particularly in the world of creativity and business sometimes those things that make your palms sweat a little bit are and make you feel a little bit uncomfortable or maybe the ideas you want to begin pushing because if you do everything the same then uh the goal in uh, often in branding and in advertising in addition to all, all the other uh, sort of steps is that be noticed how will you be noticed and how do you and what is the effect of being noticed so it's easy enough to you know just simply do things for attention but with the right attention with the right sort of messaging you can you know what's the residual uh benefit from it so while it seemed risky in the end it really wasn't because the uh the effect or the message that we're getting we were getting across was absolutely what we want to do so that was really the the idea was the conduit to getting that that message to people. So uh, in, in that way, no no risk. And you know, I mean, the uh, publication ran it with the uh, the right uh, black bars in, in place, of course. But uh, <laughs> you know, but it, it, it did have a a, a a strong effect on on people looking at it, of course. Well, so visionaries, listen listen to this. Henry's answer to my question shows his absolute conviction over the, the situation at hand. So many of us psych ourselves out when we have an opportunity where we're so worried about the perception of what others will say. Um, in, in spite of our palms sweating and wanting to move it forward, we almost, we, we can plant the seed of doubt too often with those that we're working with and overshadow the value of what we do. Um, and so if you have a tendency to ask for permission, for instance, um, you know, and when you're supposed to be bold and confident about a situation, I'm not talking about being overbearing. I'm talking about being certain about your knowledge and expertise and moving forward boldly. Um, 
you you didn't even uh, you either missed the question which because of your your assurity which i think is beautiful or you didn't see what could have been a, a negative um i guess contention in the process because you were centered and sound and ready to move forward so was there people who pushed back or were there not uh, no, you know, I, I was in a position of uh, authority and power. I was, uh, you know, senior vice president and creative director. So it wasn't a difficult uh, um, um, okay. uh, approval process. But, you know, I, I will add to what you said, and I, I think you framed it really quite well, Jackson, and, and, and that's really just moving forward. And I, I would add to it, go back to, you know, for each of us, go back to your own purpose and your mission, you know, because if it answers that, then you, you really can't be wrong because you've set that out as part of your belief system. Where, where I think there is an issue is where it goes against that. You know, if it didn't answer what I was looking to do, which was have a positive impact on the way people perceive things uh, on this particular issue, then I would have probably shied away from it. But the, the mission was there. And, and, and that itself, I think, is, is your guiding light in, in many ways. Interesting. I'm going to ask you a deeply personal question. You can you can decline. Um, but <laughs> what what is your belief system, Henry? Uh, you know, from spiritual or uh, religious? I guess is that's that a question for you. Mm -hmm. um, so okay. you're welcome to answer that how you'd like. You know, I, I you know, uh, just to I, I guess share with everybody. I, I mean, I, I grew up very much in the suburbs, so I went to uh, Bible college, and uh, you know, uh, my uh, best friend down the street was Lutheran, so a, lo a lot of very strong Christian-based uh, 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 thinking that uh, it helped inform a lot of my morals and standards. But it didn't really um, um, end up where, uh, or I didn't end up with that. Along the way, as you become curious, as you look at, you you begin studying other religions and philosophies, and so I began began embracing a little bit more of that Buddhism, where, where um, I guess that compassion uh, trait comes in at, at the same time. But these days, I, I think it's a little bit more, um, I guess, universal. I, I don't really tie to anything. I, I think you know we can maybe move beyond the bounds of doctrines and just uh, try to help each other and embrace each other. And, uh, uplift each other and it doesn't need to tie to any one philosophy or or, or belief uh, because it, 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 if you look across the board it, that can be in itself very common you know we we have that mm -hmm. magic golden rule that we often say do unto others do unto others as you would have them do unto you and that's so universal across any sort of belief system uh, and you don't need to be tied to one to to appreciate that I love that. So um, again, your your approach. I just wanted to dissect it for those who are listening because there's so much there's so much deeper wisdom in, in the way that you're portraying this, um, and and that you can you can. And you're actually making you me sound smarter than I am. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I'm pulling this from you because you're putting yeah. it out there. Um, so Henry, um, you you have a deep appreciation for the religious cultures and systems that you've experienced in life. You talk about it with honor um, and it's guided you to have this in nature. And uh, you know, what? I, one thing that I think is really valuable about that is that the belief systems are ones that, that you honor. Um, you know, you've chosen to, to find the virtue in those opportunities as you've expanded. Um, and so you, you do, you have a core set of belief systems that are also flexible with your knowledge and learning. Whereas I see a lot of people in the world who are, are very scared mm -hmm. to talk about belief systems because they see such quick opportunities to clash 
with others um, and, to, and to find conflict. And if you ignore the belief systems out there, you say, well, they're bad because I don't agree with them. And then you end up isolating yourself from having a belief system, which I think from what I've seen in my, just in my small experience in life is that it leaves people without a foundation and a base. Whereas you have all these foundations that you're constantly mm -hmm. molding together. And so entrepreneurs, um, the visionaries that I talk to and they get to interview and, and meet with, um, you know, it's to me, it's not about cornering them into a belief system as much as it is about recognizing that when we have a base that we can draw from, we have principles and laws that we trust, kind of like gravity. We know that every time I throw something in the air, it's, it's going to come down. Um, and so I have a confidence about my ability to do things thanks to the belief systems that were instilled in me. And, and you've just expanded that to say how every culture in the world has light and knowledge that we can learn from if we're willing to. Uh, it's beautifully put, yeah, but you're absolutely right. And I, I think, you know, we can learn so much from each other rather than to uh, maybe look at the differences, look, look at the things that uh, can, can help align with your own belief system. Uh, and it's uh, amazing how you could bridge the gap to uh, many discussions that way. Wow, absolutely. So we've pretty much done this the entire time, thanks to you, um, but I'm going to do it again. Um, what powerful lesson can other visionaries learn from your experience, Henry? Um, hopefully uh, this thirst for knowledge and curiosity, because if you come in with a, an open vessel, uh, you can learn so much from other people. You know, I've been complimented in the past uh, of being um, not an interesting person, but an interested person. And I found that um, at first uh, I thought I might have been put <laughs> off by it, but then I realized, no, that was actually a wonderful compliment, you know? Yes. And I, I think uh, having that, uh, being that openness to just learning from others uh, it will help fulfill your life and help uh, you just keep advancing and, and finding those incremental improvements in, whether it's business or in, in your personal side. So be curious. Mm -hmm. I love that. If you've, if you're in sales long enough or you're in marketing long enough to go to enough conferences, uh, you will eventually hear a leader reflect just that and say, the moment you stop being interesting and you become interested in those you serve is the moment you will level up and rise um, as a leader. And uh, so that's, that's really cool that they, they said that to you and that you caught the value of it <clears throat> under the circumstance. Um, it is definitely one of the best compliments um, that, that one can receive as a leader. Um, so if you're out there listening right now, um, we appreciate you because uh, you're also expressing that interest and in what it is we're doing. We honor your curiosity. If you have comments uh, that you'd like to share, if you have uh, to inspire others along this way, um, people who are maybe looking from the fringes of potentially listening to this, but saying, you know, I don't know if I want to spend time on that. It's your comments uh, that are going to inspire those individuals to also tune in and gain insight from people like Henry. On the flip side, if you have questions, things that you'd like to know further about Henry or myself, don't hesitate to comment and ask, um, you know, and reach out to us. I'm sure Henry would be uh, more than happy to receive communication where if people want to contact you, Henry, where should they be reaching out? Uh, I have my own uh, website that leads to both business and my book, uh, henrywong.co. So contact is there and a little bit of information about me is there as well. So, yeah. Awesome. Jaime, go ahead and uh, you can pull that up. Um, that way, that way everybody can get a look at what they're looking for when they, 
the, and, and the spelling, of course, um, very good. Awesome. Your story, building your brand. Um, just, uh, I just want to thank you for the incredible depth of, of wisdom, knowledge that you shared with us. Um, I can see how valuable insights would be um, in your books if people have the opportunity to go in and purchase those as well. Um, View as a company. Um, would you like to, to share anything about View before we wrap up? Is there, you know, who's who's the ideal? Um, what what scenario is somebody in um, in their life or their business where it would make sense to to say, "Wow, View really could be the great solution for me." Yeah, so uh, the ones um, uh, uh, that I seem to gravitate and the ones I'm uh, looking to uh, attract are. Uh, typically mid-growth companies uh, who uh, are, are looking to get to the next level, but definitely have that uh, mission and purpose of having a positive impact on the world. Um, and love to talk to you, it, it, even if not to do business. I, I, I'm, I enjoy meeting so many people in, in this space. And, and the more of us that who are out there, I think the more we can have a, a positive effect on the world. I love it. If you're looking for a dynamic speaker um, who has... Uh, capable of driving laughter, enthusiasm, and excitement to your conference that also is endearing and has a uh, what I've seen as a heart of gold um, and who's going to bring an authentic series of wisdom truths for your audience. And by all means, reach out to Henry Wong and, and bring him on your stage. You will bless lives. Henry, thanks for your time. That's really Vision nice. Pros. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Uh, man. Wonderful Vision to pros. be on your show. Oh, man, you're constantly honoring me. I appreciate it. So you guys have a fantastic week. In fact, we will see you in the next episode. We got one coming up here um, at at in, uh, 1 p.m. Central, I believe it is. Am I right, Jaime? Is that when the time is? <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. All right, guys, have a great one. We'll see you in the next show. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention.